My name is Hartley Wright, and you are listening to a bonus episode of Faith, Finances, and F-Bombs. Welcome to the Faith, Finances, and F-Bombs podcast. Manage your money, find your soul, and cover your ears. Previous to our previous episode, in an episode entitled The List, I teased at the opening that Kevin got a new side gig. Within that episode, Kevin alluded to the side gig a little bit more. And this episode is all about that side gig. This is all about Kevin. This is all about the side gig and his processing and the unfolding of that. The content of this episode is not all at once, but to help you out with your listening and to keep everything in context, because this unfolded over three different recording sessions, you will hear this musical harp. And anytime you hear that, that is to indicate we are moving from one session to another session, or it is a different part in time. This conversation really took place over the course of about maybe a little more than a month. I'm glad you're here, and I invite you to listen and enjoy everything that you can about uh, Kevin's new journey. And along the way, may you enjoy this beautiful sound. So Finance 351. Yeah, we'll just jump into that. Uh, As you teased on the last episode, I do have a new gig. And I'm trying to make sure when I communicate this to people, they realize I still have my old gig. Right. Still doing that full time. But this is an opportunity that was presented to me, and I was interested in it, in its teaching as an adjunct professor at Westminster College in Fulton, Missouri. Finance 351, which is a junior-senior level class, and the title is Portfolio Management. I investigated, thought, yeah, that sounds fun. Sounds like something I'd like to do. Sounds like something I felt that I had some skills to perform that task. One little thing I hadn't counted on, I thought I'd consulted with a couple of my buddies. Marshall was at William Woods. Ted taught at Stevens. So I... Talked to them first before I ever interviewed and said, what kind of stuff do I need to ask? Blah, blah, blah. It, ten, it turned out there was one question that I had not been told to ask and did not ask. And now I'm finding out that was probably a really key question. So you ready? I'm ready. I was under the assumption since this had been taught before, there would be a template. Homework assignments, quizzes, tests, case studies, whatever the student needed to compile their grade. As it turns out, that's not the case with this course. So let me paint you this picture. The book we're using, the edition we're using was in 2007. That was the third edition. The second revision was in 1990, and the original book came out in 1983. Now, here's the challenge for me as a practitioner that's been doing this since 1993. The 2008 financial crisis is not covered. Not even mentioned. Because it hadn't happened. Of course, because it hadn't happened. At least three significant legislative acts have passed since 2008, not mentioned. I'm looking at this going, well, the basic principles are the same. They have been for hundreds of years. Allocate, spread your risk, rebalance, monitor, all that's the same. But some of the things that would really impact these young people's career, no mention of it. So, like I said, I was on the assumption it was taught last semester. I thought, oh, we'll just take whatever they had. Clearly, they just taught the book. I will personalize it. Right. And for those listeners out there that are familiar with Canvas, Microsoft OneDrive is where my department head says, you know, most of the stuff you're going to save for yourself on OneDrive, you can access it from your office, the school, wherever. And then when you want to bring it up, 
and drop it into Canvas for your students as assignments, it's real easy. Right. It hasn't worked out that way yet. However, there's nothing in OneDrive. You did not, let me just make the sure. The prior I'm, instructor left nothing behind. Left nothing. Nothing. So who taught it before that? I don't know. I've got a copy of a syllabus from the previous instructor, which is spring of 23. I got nothing. So now I'm creating all the homework assignments, the case studies, the test. I'm doing it all. So when did you when did you realize that you had absolutely nothing? How many Great days question. before it was <laughs> tell me, please tell me it was before your first day of class that you It was the day before my first day of class. The day before when you realized all of this, was it overwhelming to you? Did it create a lot of anxiety or did you receive it as an invitation to Yeah, that's a great question. Initially it was like, huh. And my mind starts racing through going, how many more hours will I be dedicating to this that I wasn't counting Than you thought you were initially. Uh As you and I have talked about with margin before, I'm a big believer in the rule of 168 and, you know, use it the best you can. Right. Be a good steward of your time because once it's gone, it's gone. You can't get it back, can't buy it, you can't recreate it, all that kind of stuff. 168, listener, is 24. Times seven. seven. Yeah. Thank you. Kind I had a whole 24 hours of notice. To, I, I to had just nothing. try to come up with something. And even then, it wasn't clear what might be out there somewhere because this department head wasn't the department head over the previous administration. She became effective August 1st this year. She okay. was trying to do some research on her side under the heading of content. She's found some PowerPoint things, but no quizzes, tests, homework. The case studies that are in the book are ridiculously outdated. The very first one deals with euros. Of course, the estate planning rules have changed a lot since this was written. I've already created homework for chapter one and two, and I've already submitted a case study that they're going to work on. I don't remember when the due date is, but it's on my syllabus, which they haven't seen yet because I can't get it posted to Canvas. I couldn't get logged in. I'll submit it to IT. I got an answer back. Oh, we found the problem. There was a typo. (laughs) That's why I couldn't get logged in. I don't know what they spelled wrong. I don't know what the typo was. I wasn't given that explanation. But so sure enough, Tuesday, boom. Oh, I'm logged in. Cool. Now it's going to be easy. Well, now I I created my documents. I saved them on OneDrive. I'm getting ready to import them into Canvas. Can't figure out how to do it. Somehow, I was able to drag homework assignment number one into Canvas. I asked the kids today, hey, open up your Canvas. Let me Tell me if it's there. They go, yeah, homework number one's here. I said, what about homework chapter two? Nope, don't see it. What about the case study? I thought I got all of them pulled in. Right. Nope, don't see it either. So how in the hell I got chapter one in there and not the other two? I got no clue. Wow. I was already planning on personalizing this course anyway and taking the basic skeleton of the coursework and saying, okay, that's not important. I'd already cut out two chapters before I knew we didn't have templates. Anything else, yeah. Like, nope, those two chapters, you're never going to use them. If an investment bank hires you, they're going to train you the way they want you trained anyway, so just forget those two chapters. Right. You're not going to need it. So now it's it's kind of a mixed emotion for me. It's like, well, it's the same statement. I have to create this from scratch. Right. Part of it's exciting, and part of it's like, but I only have 160 hours in a week. Yeah. So how am I going to do this? But I'll figure it out. And I told Courtney... If I can stay a chapter or two ahead my, of them, that was my next question. Yeah. They'll never catch me. Yeah. And are we'll, you on? Are you on pace or are you ahead? I'm ahead by a chapter. Stay ahead. You'll be 
Okay. Yeah. And you only have to do this once. Well, hopefully. Create everything from scratch. <laughs> correct. Is what I'm saying. That's correct. You So this time you may not. And I'm going to build, I've already built one case study and I'll do two more. I'll have three case studies for them to work on, which I am creating uh, based on real life people that I'm changing the names. The first couple is Sam and Diane Malone. <laughs> I don't Courtney, they won't have a clue. Yeah. Well, they, <laughs> some might, maybe, maybe. You think so? They, they know cheers. possible, maybe. So I told her I want to do the next one. It's going to be uh, Thurston Howe the third. Yeah. And I'm going to make his wife Ginger. Instead of Lovey? Yeah, because, you know, he's an old rich man. If they'd have been he's on that island long enough, Ginger would have been his new wife. Yeah. So we'll talk about the complications of being an old wealthy guy with a young wife. Um, that's a in that case, case study, study you're creating. yeah I'm gonna make that one up that by yeah. the way that's not based on real life people in my my practice yeah. but I will make something up that incorporates elements of different things I've seen but now we're gonna have a little fun with it my thought was I want them to be prepared to go out and be a practitioner and it's great to have theory and it's great to have that knowledge but if you don't know what what is it I'm doing exactly you need to be able to go and just hit the ground running for whoever hires you. And they will train them in the way they want them trained, but I'm just trying to prepare them for a job after school. Right. So it's been, it's been fun. It's been uh, hard work. So any of you teachers out there, God love you. God <laughs> love you. I don't even have to deal with parents yet. I hope I don't ever. Yeah, have it to. shouldn't be a yet. You shouldn't have to deal. Uh, with I hope them I all. don't. But I, I've heard stories from college professors about parents right. interjecting themselves into yeah. the scene. Uh, no, it's been it's been interesting. I don't regret doing it. I just had to recalibrate my mindset to go. This is going to take a lot more hours of my personal investment than I originally thought. One of the things I talked about with my bosses was I'll make sure that me doing this during the traditional work day will not negatively impact my clients. And I'll still fulfill all my responsibilities to our corporate clients. And it, it'll be fine because I'm, I think I'm pretty efficient with time usage and I'm not afraid to work from six in the morning till eight in the morning or from five at night till midnight. It doesn't bother me. I mean, it's just another time chip. It's just me right. rearranging the puzzle, right? So you look at a week like this where you're like, okay, I'm bowling Monday, Wednesday, Thursday night. I got class Tuesday and Thursday, and then I've got my full-time job. I've been doing a lot of work on nights and weekends, which is fine. I, mean, I don't care. What else am I going to do? You can only play golf so much. Uh, <laughs> I can only play golf so much. So I really don't mind pouring myself into it and giving them what I think is critical information to how they should approach our industry the ethics of it, the fiduciary responsibility. Some of it's selfishly motivated because um, this is an industry I'm happy to be part of and I would like it to be better after I'm done than it was before I came in. And this might be my little way to just try to gear or steer some kids. Right. To like, this isn't how you need to do it. Yeah. Sometimes your, your company is going to train you differently. Don't listen to them. They're only worried about profit. Yeah. You, need you to might emphasize that latter point more than the first. Wouldn't necessarily <laughs> don't say them. don't listen to them. Well, Just say, as you listen to them, always keep in mind they're only looking at profit. 
Do you remember the jerk? Did you see the jerk? Yeah. I, the scene in the jerk where he, works the at the, where he works at the carnival and he's lamenting to his boss about how he, he, he's a, he's the, he's the guess your weight guy. And he's lamenting that he has, it just seems like I'm really stinking at this is pretty much what he's saying. And his boss says, says you've taken in like $21 and you've given away seven, 17 cents worth of crap. And so then Steve, <laughs> Naven, I'm sorry, I'll use Naven his character. Naven <laughs> So then Naven says, oh, it's a profit deal. That's what I thought of when because you said. Because he was not good at guessing weight? Is yeah. That, yeah, okay. yeah. I just want him to learn something. Right. And perhaps I'm sure they already have. They've learned that their boss is only going to care about, their boss is going to be, it's a profit deal. It's a profit deal. That's what they've yeah. learned. You go to work for J.P. Morgan, T. Rowe Price, Schwab, Goldman Sachs. <laughs> oh, it's a profit deal. Yeah. All right. So anyway, it's fun. I'm glad I'm doing it. Kelly already asked me about maybe teaching something else in the spring. I'm probably going to say, no, I'm going to need a little time to recoup. Right. Because by God, I'll be 60 by then. Well, that's true. You'll be an old professor. (laughs) I'll be, yeah, old but not tenured. It's always a mystery. Um, and one of the things I'll try to teach these kids is this is not just data. It's not throwing all the numbers in the computer and kicking out a forecast and expecting it to be right. There's so much more soft science involved here. Yeah. It has to do with forward looking. It has to do with just two of the things that I told them about today was fear and greed. These are the drivers of the market. You can take all the fancy Monte Carlo simulations and all the quantitative analysis and you could jam them into a computer and it'll kick out forecast. The accuracy of them will be minimal because it doesn't take into consideration that human beings are irrational actors. And we, I would even go this far, we typically do the opposite of what we should be doing. In this case, I'm specifically referring to investment behavior, not other behaviors. Okay. But, uh, it's just what I specialize in, so I can't speak to right driving and whatnot. Speaking of driving, yeah. the safety coordinator, I'm not sure what his exact title is. He's the one that taught the active shooter training over at Westminster. Uh-huh. He sent out an email Monday afternoon saying, hey, students, we have a new law. I want you to be aware of it. I want you to be safe. And by the way, when you're walking across campus, it'd be a good idea if you weren't staring at your phone. Yeah, that's a very good idea. Because I've seen kids walk out in front of cars not paying attention. I don't want you to be a pedestrian to get right. struck. Uh, so, yeah, I saw that today as well. They're not really reading his email and taking it to heart. But <laughs> right. I did not have my phone out when I was walking from my classroom to my office. It was shoved in my messenger bag. Yes. My head was up and alert. All right, so let's segue. Yeah. Because you've just now given me something else to think about in my side gig. Yes. With the seven students I have in 351 Portfolio Management. Because they're in the same boat, at least one of them I know is a graduating senior in the spring, and the rest are juniors. Maybe I got two seniors. I haven't dug into their personal history yet. but So they're going to be just like Micah. They would have experienced the same thing he has in their timeline. And I haven't even asked them about it yet. There but now go. I will. Now you will. 
Could there be something else we can talk about? Yes. Be interesting discussion. Listener, Kevin has before him a two-inch stack of financial Maybe you can hear it. Documents. I'll, I'll flip through it. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to drop it now. Yeah, I got stuff, Filming people. It. Yeah. And, and I thought, so I see that stack and I think, oh, is that, that what you're going to cover for us on the podcast? But No, this that's is for, for my students. students. Correct. Students, if, if you are a student of Kevin's and you have just begun to listen, buckle up. Oh, you have no idea, you young men, what you're <laughs> in for. The next, what do we got, 14 weeks left? 13, 13 weeks left. I have no idea. Oh, wait, I'm wait. not in school, so I don't wait. pay attention to. There's no, there's no school over Thanksgiving, so. 12 weeks left of actual coursework. Well, probably not that either because there's finals week. They don't do anything so they're taking yeah. a test. In the next 11 weeks, except for the week I'm going to be going. So in the next 10 weeks, see how short this class is? Yes, it's all becoming, yes, yeah, it's truncated. But yeah, I got, uh, I got stuff for you guys so if, th- if you're listening. So then this is a one semester class. It is not, I mean, most, My, most courses in college are, but there are yes. some that. This is just that wraps up units, in one semester. Yeah, there's one and there's two. Correct. And my department head asked me last week, would you be interested in teaching a class next semester? And I said, ah, uh, that depends. If it's the same one, I don't have to start over from scratch right. and put in like 20 extra hours a week of my life diving into content creation. You know, maybe. If it's yeah. brand new, probably not. Probably not. And we'll see how the kids review me at the end. After those come in, they may say, eh, we decided to terminate your contract. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe not. Um, yeah. Now, you don't know this. So, listener. Well, you don't know if I know it or not because you haven't asked me. Well, that's true. Less than two weeks ago, I received a text and I had a job that came out of nowhere. Not like I need another job. I was going to say, is this <laughs> the fourth job? Yeah, listener, I work like, I mean, I have multiple jobs that I do. So I got a text that was, uh, this This is a gentleman who runs as a complex where college students are MU students. It's very popular for MU students. It's um, the point. Yeah, I just driven by that recently. Yeah. So he's he's had this complex for years. And so he he texted me and said, Hey, I'm reaching out to see if you know of anyone in your circles who can be a driver. And he explains, he said, one of the apartment complexes that I have has a shuttle that shuttles students to campus back and forth. And I'm really not in need of a driver, but I have a driver who does it all the time. The backup driver I had no longer wants to work for me. And so he's moved on. He said, and I'm trying to find a backup driver, but the guy that I've hired, he wants all the hours he can get, and he never wants to take any time off. So I'm having trouble finding someone who wants to take a job where there's no guarantee of any hour. He may say, I want to take a day off like four months from now, and then I need someone on that day. Right. So he explains all that. So I take, so I respond and say, hey, I, I'll check around in my circles. I said, but if this is really the extent of what you're needing and all that you really need, I might be interested in that. Because you have a commercial license. Yeah, I have a CDL, Class A. So, I mean, it's totally fine. And so he said, so we went, we texted back and forth several times. And over those texts, he said, that's kind of what I was kind of hoping, but I didn't want to ask. Because <laughs> I know you do a lot of things. And right. I did, but it would really be helpful. And, I mean, it gives him peace of mind because he knows me. Yeah. He knows is reliable. He knows that I'm not, he knows, I mean, he's got an issue. Who's going to take a job? 
where there's no guarantee of hours at all. You might work four days in four months. Uh, Not four days, four hours. Four hours in four months. And so I get where he's coming from. And so I said, yeah, I I said, I'll do it if that's all you really need. Sure, makes sense. Yeah, so I did that. Well, congrats. But I would not call this a real side gig. This is just a from time to time, every now and then gig. But where it is similar is that as you are interacting with college students, I will be interacting with college students. So, isn't God amazing how He uses it, old guys? It, it, it is. It's interesting that we're both on this podcast, both independent, not even connected to whether something like that happens. Don't you think that has something to do with our spirit or the it, Holy Spirit inside of us? It, maybe it, it could. Put it. I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe the willingness to serve when called. You know what? As you mentioned that, I will, I will say yes and affirm that. But I will also say that. Perhaps God knows that down the line we're going to have trouble coming up with content. Maybe. And so he's gifting us where we can just tell stories about, you know, I saw this college student. Are you kidding? I got content at the yin-yang here. (laughs)